0: Welcome back to the Takes hotel gears Podcast. My name is Talon Houser, alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Kane Cooley. How's it going?
1: So, we're back.
0: Kane, you never get to do the arm pump, so...
1: I never get to do know. the arm yeah, pump. Yeah, it's really I'm fun. Always, I'm always reading the um, ads from our great sponsor, Miller Theaters. Yeah, you
2: know what? If you don't watch the video, you're probably confused. But you know what? Watch the video and you'll pick up some Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, like, it's a,
1: we're like a Marvel show. Yeah, we're
2: like a Marvel show. We have a lot of small details, a lot of interworkings. We really think everything out. Go um,
1: watch our breakdown videos from New Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, new
2: Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Easter eggs hidden in of the Tailgaters episode. We got a pretty, not like a short episode, but definitely not a lot of topics. But you know, just some topics that deserve deep, deep dive. Quality topics. Quality topics. Quality over quantity. I mean, these are like this is. You know, we're kinda gonna we're gonna approach a crazy offseason in the NBA, I think. And yes. I think there's going to be a lot of huge, huge moves. We're seeing a lot more, you know, NBA teams be a lot more aggressive nowadays. Like, you have, like, the Chicago Bulls coming out and trading Busevich.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I think that was an aggressive move for a team that really didn't... Not... Wasn't necessarily in that spot.
0: We had lit off-seasons for, like, five straight years. And then the last off-season was... <laughs> was dry as shit. So and
2: I think this one's going to be crazy, too. <laughs> yeah. And so, we're going to talk about the lottery, which is going to affect a lot of those things. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be some franchises that are shaped for the future from tonight. Which is... Exciting that happens NBA tonight. Fan.
0: We'll, me and Nate will give a, a recap. Yeah, so that. we're
2: filming this at 105. We're going to do a recap after the lottery and after the game, mm-hmm. I imagine. So, yeah. And then also some huge stuff happened in the playoffs. Ben Simmons, the future of Philly. Where, what's going to happen to the process? Is Paul George actually playing well in the playoffs? Team USA actually getting players when people were complaining about this, you know, kind of season. we got a pretty awesome episode today, but... To start it off, Caden, what is the best thing you saw this week?
1: Uh, Best thing I saw this week is Tom Brady. Just He's a different animal living in Florida. I love Tampa Tom. I I don't know what it was when he moved there, but it's literally just like he was born for greatness for this moment. Yeah. Um, On The Shop coming out this Friday, HBO's TV show with uh, stars and stuff like LeBron or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Brady was quoted in an advertisement one of the teams they weren't interested at the very end I was thinking you're sticking with that mother so who were the teams that Tom Brady was talking about Bears
2: Um, Titans
1: Bears Titans Raiders uh, Niners those were all the teams interested in him um, what team do you guys think he was talking about?
2: To me, it's either the Bears or the Raiders. I, I think Tom Brady is a great guy off the field, so I don't think he's going to bash Jimmy G. Like, And he he would be correct to bash him. Like, wow, you're really going to choose Jimmy G over Tom? But I think Tom's a little bit too nice for that. Knowing I,
0: their backstory yeah, too. But they were
2: close. The whole Tom, Bill
0: Belichick there's, saga. There's no
2: way Tom was just gonna go out of his way to say something like that. That would
0: be a huge statement.
2: Um day. Ryan Tannehill, I think, is actually like a really good quarterback now. Top yeah, um, ten. I think you've been on that all the time. Me as a Titans hater, Ryan Tannehill is very efficient. He's not like some elite quarterback, but he's he'll top put 10 up the straight. stats Everyone. He'll in put a up while. the stats. He fits their system perfectly, and I'm happy to see him success successful after Miami. So I think it's definitely the bears. The bears yeah. are easy. <laughs> that's to that's shooters. what I was
1: about to say. Obviously it worked um, out for them. Derek Carr, you could and trash on him writers. if you want to, but he's I just think he's very average and it's like, okay, I understand why they'd <laughs> stick with him, but Mitchell Trubisky, who is like the 32nd best quarterback in the league and you could argue there is backups better than him. Um yeah. I could see Brady saying that about him, but, but I could
2: also see the Derek Carr thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love this uh I mean, if I if I
0: had to really take a team to bet on, for my life, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's talking about the Bears. But a little part, part of me wants to believe he's talking about the 49ers, because that would just be so juicy. That would be so... like oh, that, would yeah. be, that would be that would I really dislike the, the way you said juicy. So juicy. Dude, it, juicy. That, would juicy. Best, <laughs> that would be the best... That would be the best storyline for of the NFL offseason.
2: But you're just supposed to make the listener be horny.
0: Sorry. I'm just, you know, just, I just exude that it. energy, you know? I'm just... Okay, anyways, I'm gonna just pretend that didn't never happened um so talent says the niners (laughs) anyways i mean he's definitely talking about the best. what's
2: your best of this week
0: oh uh so my worst my worst of this week oh um, oh, worst of this week worst not not best of
1: no best of people being absolute idiots best of people being absolute idiots is uh
0: your yearly chiefs update of a player being a terrible person kansas city convicts guys kansas city convicts here we come um for the Super Bowl. Frank Clark decided to, you know what, why don't I just make this offseason interesting for the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go to LA. Things, things
2: are going too well. Things are going to too
0: well. Right. And he was like, let me bring us down a peg. You know, we're, we're getting a little too hype. Let me humble us. I'll just bring an Uzi to LA. First of all, why are you not at training camp?
1: <laughs> That's a, that was my first <laughs> thought. I was like, why are, are you, why are you are in lab. LA? Like,
0: like, like, you didn't really play that well last year. I feel like you need to at least, you know,
1: Maybe sh- show out there.
0: a little bit. And then you go, let me go to LA. Maybe watch a couple Clippers games. I don't know. And I don't know what he was an doing. Uzi, and then keep it. You're, you're not a drug dealer, dude. You're an NBA player. Like I get it. If you're NBA, sure, and yeah, NBA, NBA's I, on the mind. I, hey, Sorry. man,
1: you don't know what you, Aaron Donald might pull up. And like I'm, I'm not stopping that man.
0: Frank Clark was like, man, this NFL offseason, it's been kind of quiet. Let me just bring an Uzi.
2: Like, an, like not even like you know, like he was like, like a, a small pistol, for, like for safety. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you can make that argument. You know, I'm not going to get into like gun things, yeah. but you can make. We're that. not
0: here to talk about bearing arms, yeah. but like, I don't think an Uzi is I necessary. Got to arms.
1: I just, <laughs> I, I cannot wait until they're like. So, Andy Reid, um, I'm assuming you saw the report of Frank Clark Dude, uh, Andy, pulling out the nine on spinning. the popo in L.A. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, oh, well you, know. you know, I just, I really feel for him. I'm really rooting for him when we cut him here in a week. Um, yeah, like
2: GTA. <laughs> I feel like,
1: I feel like Andy really has to be
0: answering the stupidest questions sometimes. And mm-hmm. look, so Tyreek Hill beat his children. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> he's really fast, so I hope. <laughs> I really he's hope
1: back. I really hope he can stay. See, um, um, so it Tyreek actually didn't do his because he's good. Um, Frank Clark sucked last year, so. Exactly. That's you how it works. Won't be back with the when they're team. a good player. It, it you know, yes. we don't, we don't care. Yes.
2: Oh, well, there you go. There's the worst of this um, week. Um, I have like two small ones. God damn it, Frank. Um, one Chiefs. My favorite rapper, Little Dicky, doesn't drop albums, but he drops TV shows and Fire season TV two's shows. out. Fire TV and the first
0: two episodes are really good. Would you say Little Dicky's your favorite rapper or your favorite? Content creator. So I feel like he's more of a content creator. this Until yeah. he drops
2: his next album, and it's literally the greatest thing I've ever heard because it's been six years in the making. Yeah, I I was gonna just, say. does he even <laughs> make
1: albums anymore? Yeah, is he even well, a the whole show anymore? is about
2: making an album and how it's how he struggles with it? And he said repeatedly from twenty nineteen all the way to like today that there is an album. And honestly, what I think as a marketing guy, dude, there's no way he oh, doesn't shit. release the album. After the
1: season. See, this, there's no way. This reminds me of like GTA 6 where like, it's in the works. Um, it's just going to come <laughs> out when I have children. Probably. Yes. Um, that's when we're going to hear little Dickies album is when my child is old enough to listen to it. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's probably, that's probably true. And then, um, also, you know, I, I'm growing my sports culture, so, um, I'm getting into the WNBA. It's kind of hard though. The fever, are the worst team by far we've won. I think they're one in 14 at this point. So it's kind of hard to be invested Indiana in that. sports are really Indiana that. sports really just giving it to me. Uh, it's you know Colts are bust this year. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really just <laughs> all my hope is um, our oh, and jerseys um, now and awkward. on Carson Wentz. And yeah, Carson Wentz is literally my <laughs> only savior this off season or this season, and that's kind of scary. But you know, I'm also growing my culture in other ways. You know, the Euro Cup has really inspired me to grow my soccer love. You know, we're going, we're gonna. You know what? I'll tease it right now. We're gonna have a Sporting KC special where we tailgate the game. How exciting is that? Look, we're going to have a soccer game. Look at us.
1: Yeah, I bet you guys can't wait to hear my thoughts about Sporting and all of their star players. Apparently, they're pretty good this year, actually.
2: Yeah, they're actually like second they're like in second conference. in
1: the in the yeah. conference. Yeah, I thought it was division.
2: Uh, it's like East and West. Okay, they might call it division, but yeah, they're second.
1: Yeah, dude, they're they're playing pretty good. Um, yeah, I love Alan Pulido. It's great. I
2: think Polito's actually
1: like pretty sick. Yeah, no, I, I, he popped up first Zushi's on still Google. still there. So. is pretty pretty tough. Nice. We're cold. Yeah, like bro, we're cold. And You
2: know what? We're gonna we're, and we're gonna sit in the cauldron. It's gonna be lit. We're gonna be getting crazy, learning chants the first time. It's gonna be dummy hype. But D- then dummy hype. to continue the soccer. I'm gonna get into Premier League this year. The Premier League's awesome. Like I, I keep up with international soccer quite a bit, but I've never had like a team. I wake up, watch every day. But I, I do now. Wolverhampton Wolves. Let's meet my, my club. I'm okay. going to bleed gold and black. You're not, oh, a, Wolfie uh, uh, I, you're not a Wolfie
1: already? That's interesting. You're not a Wolvie already? Oh, Wolvie? I don't know, like Brownie, I guess. Um, I, don't, I don't like that nickname. Wolfie. But yeah,
2: so you know what? If you're you know, if you thinking about growing your sports culture, it's like, dude, why not add another favorite team? I love all my favorite teams. I love watching them. It's even more when they chance lose. for winning. Yeah. And it's more chance
0: that maybe I'll see something cool. It's also more chance for losing.
2: Oh well, yeah, they're not like one of the top clubs because I don't want to be like some bandwagon, like oh yeah, my favorite team's Chelsea. Oh yeah, dude, crazy, you're so loyal. I mean, that's lame. <laughs> it's
1: like being a Lakers fan.
2: But well, like, it's like even worse than that. It'd yeah,
1: be, I mean, it'd it really like, is, which is like, yeah, because the people that are good in soccer are like, the, yeah, the same, yeah, the same. it's not even yeah, close. Not in close. In like, yeah. Yeah.
2: it'd be like being, you know, you're a new NBA fan in like back in the '60s, and you're like, you know what, who should, I, you know who I should like the Celtics,
0: the Celtics, dude. They've like won like they're like eight championships in. I bet they got a couple more. Yeah, let Yeah,
2: let me join now. So, yeah. So, you know what? Grow your sports culture. Do it. I will it's say. It's worth
0: it. I have a small antidote about bandwagoning that I thought of the other day. Is I kind of have come to the conclusion that I think I'm okay with people bandwagoning favorite teams. Like, if the Suns win this year, I think it's okay if a bunch of people bandwagon that team. But that's your team forever.
2: Yeah, I think if you bandwagon... And, and it's you not, stick with it? It, it? It's like
0: a... Like, there's a lot of Warriors yes. fans that came with KD, and now KD's gone, and they're still Warriors fans. And I kind of respect that a little bit. Like, at least you... It's a reason, you know, instead of using it
2: as, like, a bandwagon, it's like, oh, this is what made me fall in love with them. Yeah. Because,
0: like, that's how it is, you know, when you get favorite
2: teams, you know, it's always, like, a, a moment. You know, I became a real, real diehard Colts fan. Like, I was a fringe Colts fan, but then I watched the Chiefs... Colts playoff game In, in person in
0: every, And I yeah. got to watch
2: Darius Leonard Go all over the field You know we still lost a game But that, that's what Made me fall in love yeah. The Pacers You know see, Being in my first NBA game Fell in love yeah. And you know If if that's what it takes For you to fall in love With a team That's fine that,
0: that's, the, that's As long as you Stay
2: in love And that's your squad
1: yeah. Well and we also Live in Kansas City So we have to be okay With bandwagoning
2: Especially in the NBA It's a lot more Accessible to bandwagon It's yeah. a Kansas City NBA fan Yeah Because
0: yes. we don't have a team Yeah That's just, I just feel like I wanted to. At least just get
1: that out Breaking of the way. Breaking news, Texas Hill Gators actually purchase NBA team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, me and me and Talon, big big Lakers bros over here. Come on, let's get it. The Lakers are actually relocating the Kansas are you, Dude, you have an opportunity to just be on the Suns right now. I am on the Suns. So I'm on whoever's most convenient for me, <laughs> if you haven't noticed yet. See, that's what we don't like. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the Suns the Suns are the most convenient for me right now, but dude, I've been on them sti- all year. Just stick so with the, just, stick
2: with the Suns. stick with the Mavs, bro. You have an MVP candidate for the next 20 years. It'll be okay.
1: No, he's going to get traded next week. you got to remember. I guess, brother crazy
2: okay we're gonna move on let's talk about the lottery before we get into the playoffs um the lottery is tonight and guys the lottery is always exciting but this one to me is especially more exciting we have a great great draft class and wow there's just a lot of teams that have protected picks that could really shape out a lot of different ways you have a team like the houston rockets there's a 47.9 percent chance that they don't get a first round pick this year and as a team where your best players are Kevin Porter Jr. and Kelly Olenek, that first pick, really useful. And then you have a team like Oklahoma City to where they get that Houston pick and their own. That's insane. Minnesota, there's only a 27% chance that Minnesota keeps their pick. And if not, it goes to the Warriors.
0: Minnesota's top three. Top three So the Warriors would yeah. be four so or below. Four,
2: six, seven, eight, nine. And there's a tiny, tiny, tiny slim chance for ten. That's insane. That's you insane. can so the Warriors literally have two lottery picks potentially, also Steph Curry, yada yada yada. That that there's a lot of moves that could be made with that. You could package that. You could just take the two prospects, to add depth to the roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you that can, would be
0: insane. You can a team that we already think is going to be a championship contender can really be like, oh, okay, we're either going to just trade for another star or just have some really good young pieces. Which honestly, I
2: wouldn't be mad either way. Yeah, you know, I they, agree. If they like, you know, make a huge deal with their assets, that's fine. You know, good for them. They're Boom. trying to win. But defenders. also, you know, you're, your their core is getting older, so I wouldn't mind like a new young core of James Wiseman. You had two picks from here. Mm-hmm. Juan Toscano is pretty young still. You know, you're kind of building like a new young core while also maintaining the success of the past core. I that's the way I would And as go. the
0: past core comes out, maybe the new core can exactly falls exactly. into something. And
2: then you have a team like Chicago, where you know you make this big Vooch trade, and it did not work out well. But there's a, a slightly over 20 um, percent chance that they get a top four pick, and you know you put like a Cade Cunningham, a Jalen Suggs with this bulls team it's franchise changing it is franchise changing and you know if not then it goes to the magic so there's just so many stakes so much on the line and will we see like the pelicans will they do something crazy again they have a four and a half chance for number one will they do it again no that would be insane that would be bonkers also indiana we have like a five percent chance to get in the top four
0: Let's do this. Hey, man, the year that Derrick Rose got the—the Bulls got the number one pick, They had like a point. Oh, Adam Silver,
2: I know there's no reason to, you know, rig the lottery for Indiana, but why not, bro? Come on. Just think about it. Just Just do it. Just do the little
1: Patrick Ewing again. Come
2: on. If you could do it for the Knicks, you could do it for the Pacers. That's that's all Uh, I'm going to say. I don't think of logic. No, it does not work at all. But yeah, so—and we're going to cut to the lottery recap now. This one just can't be the Pacers. Pacers. If if it's not the Pacers, that
1: means they're top four. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. The 13th pick belongs to... Fuck. The Indiana Pacers. Damn. Could you imagine? He's so cool. Good. Dude, the Pistons
0: are getting another one pick. The
1: third pick goes to... The Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Cavs? Dude, Pistons are getting the first pick.
1: The second Come on, pick Rockets. Will be made by Come on, Rockets. The Houston Rockets. And that means the Pistons? That the number one pick in the Detroit, Basketball. Goes to the Detroit Pistons.
2: Damn, bro. They're back right now with Killian Hayes and Cade Cunningham. Also, I wanted to see Nancy Leonard actually talk, so I would have loved to see us one in the water.
0: Well, um, Pistons got the first pick. Houston at two, though. They can do really a lot with that. Yeah, well, I would probably do it too, considering. Oh, they are on. So Pistons, Rockets, Cavs at three. I don't know what they're gonna do because they have.
2: Yeah, Cavs are in a weird spot. I think you got to take a wing. I got like Jonathan Kaminga could be up
0: there. can guard. Man, this went pretty uniform. That was pretty uniform. Besides Toronto falling up there. Oh, right, well, so that was our Jeff
2: Latter recap. Hope you guys enjoyed. And yeah, Pacers did not win. Sorry, pass Nate.
0: I like when you do that. That makes it a lot easier on me Thanks That I can find one spot To just click on it Yeah As an editor I really appreciate it
2: Oh That's so sweet And it's also
0: fun Because I can do I can do it literally Right as you click the now And it looks cool Should we kiss now? So, yeah, you saw the Warriors. So, yeah, uh, you saw the Pacers. The The Pacers did it. Let's go. The Pacers got the first one. Dude, the Pacers got the number one, Caden. We did
2: it. I'm
1: so glad I was was there to get to watch that with you guys. Yeah, Um, Caden's got
2: a test tonight. Taking a test tonight. School in the summer. God. Summer school. Great call. Great call, Chief. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, as you just heard, the Pacers won the lottery. Nah, I'm kidding. We probably didn't. I'm sad.
1: We probably got like the 14th pick or something. Yeah.
2: But you know what? It's It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right.
1: Hey, D Book was like the 13th pick
2: Yeah I'm, Donna I'm Mitchell was the 13th just, pick I'm honestly just happy To be in the lottery Just for get like Sane. a good prospect Alright Okay so there was Our lottery recap Now it's time to get Into NBA playoffs Before we get into Like any You know Other talks <clears throat> Ben Simmons So As we saw Jazz Clippers Ended up Wow what a series That was The Clippers Had the best game In franchise history And it was led by Not Kawhi Not Paul George Not Chris Paul Not Blake Griffin Okay. Terrence, the man,
1: the man, Terrence, the footwater man, guys,
2: <laughs> this is why sports are amazing. Cause if you would have told me like this year, like, wow, Terrence man's going to lead the Clippers to the conference finals. Wow. What a story. Terrence man. What a game. Drop 39. Could that have had amazing. more.
0: He had like 30, like seven, he with had, 30, like five. He had, he
2: had 39 on 21 shots.
0: It only it missed a, six shots. I mean, he, one, once he dunked on Rudy Gobert, it was over. We just knew.
2: Yeah. Um, j- the Jazz. Let's you know. We'll talk about the Clippers a little bit more when we get into like a, you know the Conference Finals kind of aspect of it. Let's talk about the Jazz. What do you guys think this means for the Jazz? Um, Where do they go from
0: there? I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, we knew that Rudy Gobert wasn't the Defensive Player of the Year. But, you know, all, all these advanced analytics and literally they get outscored by like 60 points every year in the playoffs in the past four years. I'm sorry, but Rodrigo Gobert cannot be the best defensive player in the world three years in a row if he can't if he doesn't make anywhere close to a positive
1: impact on the and defensive end of the playoffs. I'm sorry, but the deep also doesn't like let the other team give up, like give up 80 and a half. Yeah, like just, as much like, as, as we're happen, crapping on Ben Simmons, he was still an elite defender in the playoffs. Uh, and it's it also sucks because I think the way the Jazz get better is they trade Rudy Gobert. But I don't is he tradable? I don't know. I don't know what I, I think he's tradable because
2: a lot of teams look at that asset. So with like googly eyes, like oh man, a defensive center with great net usage.
0: Yeah, just, but
2: you know I agree. Like Rudy, you can't be the depoy, And look, you know if you want to have the debate that you know. How do rim protectors kind of, you know, go with the depoy award? That's fine. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you're a rim protector or if you're just like a perimeter clamper, you can't let people shoot 12
0: for 15 on you in a do-or-die game. Whatever Draymond said um, about Rudy Gobert was perfect. It was like, you, we love players on the offensive end that are well-rounded. Like... Steph Curry, yeah, he's a shooter, but he's also an amazing dribbler. He's, he's the a, best player he's in a, the league off ball. Great off ball. He's great driving to the rim. He's, he's well rounded on offense. You know, like Draymond Green is well rounded on defense. He can guard every single. Like, he's literally ben one Simmons, for the fun- who we're going to get into, he's well rounded on defense. Yeah, as much as, you know, we're about to crap on him. Spoiler alert. He is a great defensive player because you can put him on
1: every single position, virtually. Wouldn't it be so Rick funny? Rico Gobert can't guard. More than two positions. It's it's. There's no way it would make sense or even like the fit at all. But like if Rudy Gobert got traded for Ben Simmons, I mean, just like Oh want see, but it would be funny. It'd be stuff. It, it would be funny.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Jazz can really do from here. Like I,
1: because nobody w- nobody wants to go play in Utah. Like, think, I'm sorry, but what's
0: what's their free agency look like? Yeah, I mean their free agency is gonna. Well, I they don't,
2: they don't have money.
0: I think the Jazz Rudy
2: and Max. So. Could use
0: a more athletic wing because their their wings are great. I think,
2: yeah, I, I agree with that. That's probably the one change. Donovan. Joe Ingles Bob and Bogdanovich Donovich and Ingles are the exact same player. Slow white guy that can um, shoot. You know, they just keep drafting. I don't know. You just gotta hope Donovan gets better. They're
1: they're not. You were the number one seed. How? Where do you? What's the ceiling it, from here? It,
2: it's exactly what we thought they were gonna be. You know, that's a great regular season team and. You know, I, I don't know. I I think changes do have to be made in Utah. I don't know what it is. Probably the Ingles Bogdanovich thing. I probably keep Bogdanovich. Like, I like them. I think Joe Ingles probably needs to get traded. I think Bogdanovich just, but they're probably like he's probably a lot more expensive. They, they need I, a, I don't know.
0: They need another wing that can score because Donovan Mitchell, as great as he is, and he showed us this playoffs that he is still really goddamn great in the playoffs. I mean, ever since he was a rookie, he's dropping twenty five points in the playoffs. Great for him, also, but. You're, they're relying on him too much Also, the thing with Mike
2: Conley I don't know what you do with Mike Conley from here
0: I, Yeah Because I
2: even Mike Conley he, was starting to play better this season He's been disappointing he Made an all-star game And then in the playoffs, you know, gets injured Comes back Are you just ever going to get what you want from Mike Conley? Yeah, he's been point. a little disappointing I don't know I think I'd maybe look to trade him I, I, The, I, the I Jazz have some tough I, decisions I think the maybe. Jazz
0: are going to run back with the exact same team next year And be very similar
2: I, I believe it But I mean I There's no way They get any further I think this is yeah. the one year Where a, a jazz type team You know We, we always reference That old Hawks team yeah. That won the East By a landslide And then got swept In the conference finals We always reference them I think this is like the one season where that could have worked.
0: Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. I mean, this this year is a little wonky, and this could have been the year that the Jazz ended I mean, up winning game the finals. Game
2: six, you're up by 25. The Clippers are with with no Kawhi. I'm sorry, and you lose that game. Things things
0: have to be changed. It's disappointing on the Clippers' point of view. All time great game for them. Um, and game one of the conference finals happened. They you know they
2: lost. It was a great. It was a close, competitive game. D book in you know Paul George really showed out. Um, Paul George, how how are we feeling about Paul George right now?
1: Oh my God!
0: I think Paul George has always been a great player, and the thing is that we get mad at him is like you—he's shown that he can ball by himself, but he can't be a consistent All Star next to somebody. He hasn't proven anything to me. He, I mean, look—is it nice that he's playing well? Yeah, but like I'm not sitting here like. Oh, wow. He really proved us all wrong. He played three good games in the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's what I expect of a player who I'm paying a max contract. Yeah,
1: Can we also just stop with the whole like, all right, everybody fill out your apology sheet to Paul George. He played two games in the playoffs. He won them a series. Wow. He did his job. And in that game that they came back, he was like five for 15. Five for
0: 16. Yeah. He wasn't even playing that well. Terrence Mann brought them back.
1: Does nobody remember the conversation where it was like, you know, the Clippers might have the best duo in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and it's like, oh, the guy that, you know, was supposed to be part of the best duo in L.A. actually won them a playoff series when the other part of that duo is out. Wow. Good job. The problem with Paul George is the consistency.
0: Right, So if for the rest of his career he's going to play like this in the playoffs, then yeah, I'll, yeah, well, I'll sign okay. my apology It sheet. sounds
1: like I'm bashing Paul George, which I usually do. Um, in this scenario, good it's job. He's, played, on the he's back, played well. But it's like um, I'm not going to fill out an apology sheet just because yeah. he played two good games.
0: But from the team perspective, I think uh, I, I, including most of us, did sleep on the fact that Paul George and Kawhi are the same player. So it's not like they were missing—and me and Nate discussed this before the podcast—they're not missing, like, oh, our primary ball handler. Like, you're not missing any part of the game. You're just having less of it. But Paul George has shown that he he can provide the same thing that Kawhi has given you at times.
2: Also, I have one small comment, just kind of around at the Clippers before we move on. Uh, I think the rotations have been, dr- like, just a little bit too drastic for my taste. You know, I get, like, you know, know your personnel, you know, really plan your game for who your opponent is. But, guys, we haven't seen boogie all playoffs, okay? Oh, all, all of a sudden he's playing game one conference finals. Yeah. Had pretty decent minutes. Rondo, I kind of forgot Rondo's on a team from that last series. I don't know about you guys, but Rondo, like, didn't play at all.
1: Well, that's to your point. That's it is really weird because the way they closed out the jazz was they played super small and just fast. And then the first game against the Suns, they were like, hey, that thing that was working really well for us. Let's just mess it up entirely and throw a big in there. And then
2: like PBEV, you know, a really great promo defender. I think he's he can kind of be looked at as the heart and soul of the Clippers because he's like one of their guys. He's one of their OGs. And he didn't even play the first series.
0: Yeah, man He wasn't getting minutes Yeah,
2: he, he got bodied by Luca for like a couple games. I'm like, oh man, we better just toss him. Like what? I just just because he can't match, just because he can't guard Luca doesn't mean he can't play.
1: That's why you have Paul George and Kawhi for. Him. I feel like this is the Ty Lu thing to do though. It's just like, like I don't know what I want my rotation to be. Ty Lue
2: really be. just has a couple like die in the back, and he's just like.
1: Oh, I it worked. I will well, say though, I, he's lucky that his team is so good and it just happens to work out. And it works because out, if he <laughs> just was very shallow on the bench, then they would have lost to the Mavs. Yeah. Um. Oh no,
0: I think you know. Even if the Clippers, still will play to, tomorrow, right? Yeah, they'll play tomorrow. They play tonight. They play tonight. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh yeah, because then the Hawks. Okay, so they play tonight. If they go down 2-0, zero, I'm just going to be like, well, <laughs> I mean. I'm not going to count them out Even if series. Paul George gets injured I'm just going to be like I don't know what could happen at this point I, I, Everything I know about the NBA right, is so, so let's with wrap them. up with the Western Conference with some Suns talk
2: Suns are great DeAndre Ayton has really found such a great role And look, I get it He was a number one overall pick He probably shouldn't have to like His game is a lot of spoon feeding mm-hmm. which is not, like, You know what? Like, that's not necessarily what you want from a number one overall pick But you know what? He does it well He's always in the right spot. He's always a safety outlet for his his guard. And he gets open. He gets bored. He plays good defense. I think he could take a next step, you know, later on in his career. But right now, for this playoff run, he is doing exactly what he needs to do. Devin Booker. His first ever triple-double was a 40-bomb in Game 1 of the Conference Finals. Are you kidding me? Without Chris Paul playing? That is a legendary moment. Stephen A. Smith, you know, people talk that he's pretty blasphemous. He said, this dude's the next Kobe Bryant maybe i mean i i look i don't think he's gonna go out there and be kobe but i get what he's saying he plays very similar he's got like you know the whole mama mentality i really do see it with devin booker and we're watching a career moment here i mean going out and getting your first ever ever triple double while also dropping 40 in game one Come <laughs> on. and it's also like
1: i don't think anybody was gonna pick them to lose this game but it's like okay they don't have chris paul the to- clippers are a little bit more used to you know playing without Kawhi. It's the Last your
2: sons with jay crowder
1: yeah, yeah exactly so it was kind of like you know you can't blame them if they lose and it's Absolutely. whatever because chris paul they could expect him to come out but no he just comes out balls out just goes to the next level um and i mean he's probably gonna end up being like what a top 15 player in the nba after yeah. this. also series?
2: also a guy 10. a guy who made some some of the biggest plays in that game one Mikel bridges Oh my god, dude! Devin Booker—he played amazing. He kind of you know started missing some shots later on in the game. Mikel hit some big shots, made some huge defensive plays. Mikel Bridges is a amazing, amazing young player. Yeah, I'm gonna give him his love. I um,
0: I just I love this Suns team. They're they're, kind, very well. they're they did it right. They drafted young players, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. They got good role players. Campaign, and all it took. Campaign is lit. Campaign is lit, and all it took. And you got a great head coach, and all it took was just Chris Paul to come in and round things out. Chris Paul is also like a really good point guard, yeah. And weird. And I don't know, like this team, this team is built right. Like you have a really good, you have a you have a good point. You have an old school good point guard. You have an almost old school shooting guard. He shoots like he's Kobe. He plays like Kobe. And then you got a really good rim running center. Like they are built. The ideal, like, and then NBA. And surround
2: those guys, shooters, shooters, exactly. shooters. They're built
0: perfectly. I love this team. Devin Booker literally is that dude. Like, this is why people like us praise young players for developing their talent. And this is why we get so disappointed when stuff like Ben Simmons happens. Like, we, we crap on Ben Simmons so whenever we see players be who we think they could have been, like, I thought Devin Booker could have been good. I never saw this. I never saw 40 points leading his team without Chris Paul. Doesn't matter. He's He's always been
1: the empty stats guy, right? Yes. Him and Trey Young both. So it's like when, you know, he had his, was it 80 point game? 70. 70. When he had a 70 point game, even then everybody was like, yeah, cool. But like. They lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly,
0: I'll be honest. He he really only got 70 because his team was losing and he was in a position to where he could just jack up a bunch of shots. And, you know, there was that. And then we all talked about that 8-0 bubble run. And it's just so crazy. We thought that was going to be a big. Cornerstone for that franchise We had no idea it that, would turn into this That eight o, especially if they, you know
2: I'm not gonna, like, knock on Like, not gonna jinx anything, knock on wood But if they go out there and win the chip That eight o bubble run is to I mean, even if they make the, the finals e- This is biggest a
1: moments. This is a Monumental for sure, moment for, sure. for their franchise Also, it's not like he just had, like, a Really bad 40-point game Like, not bad Child Inefficient Yeah, 15 for 29 <laughs> And That's just that's in, insane. That's everything insane. you want
0: and more from your star player. It's the NBA is in such great hands. And Devin Booker's trying to crack his way into like a top eight player conversation. Campaign had
2: almost got a double double, bro. He had 11 points. Weird. And weird plus 14 and plus minus. career. Campaign is amazing. Um, Go We'll move somewhere. on to the East now. We have, uh, let's talk about Bucks and Nets real quick before we get into probably the, <laughs> you know, steak and potatoes. All time game. All time game, all time. Oh my game god, seven. that game, that game seven did not disappoint. It's, it's kind of awesome. We're kind of spoiled, you know, because everyone's like, oh, dude, game sevens are so great. But game sevens really are lame when they don't live up to it. Like yeah. a game seven blowout is probably the worst thing in the world.
0: You're just like, oh, okay.
2: You're like, oh. I mean, cool series, but damn, No, kind
1: But, like, I texted you guys. Was that Friday night that the game happened? Was, I don't remember. Uh, it was some night this week. It was some night. Um, yeah, it was Friday night. No, it was Saturday night because I got home from oh, yeah. the festival. Yeah, yeah. And I sat down was, and I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm going to turn on the TV and just see where the game's at. And, like, James Harden just, like, glassed a three with a step back. And I, it was, like, super close. And I was like, bro, what is this? No, the game was insane. I. I was saying the entire game And
0: I was like I don't think If it's a close game The Bucs can win I was like I just don't believe In the Bucs Yeah Talon was Hating, because, hating on the Bucs I was I, like Because gosh. all I have been I have, have almost Three years of playoff Evidence that this Bucks team Can't win close games And they have Huge deficiencies
1: And to Talon's credit um, I don't think I was wrong on that No honestly. if If Kyrie Irving is playing And James Harden oh, yeah. Is not like Forty percent Then the, well, like, the Nets win the final Yeah get, the Nets are running The don't table Don't get me wrong I was wrong about the Nets,
0: they would have won the finals easily, but the Bucks still showed something. Giannis, look, he had moments at the free throw line, but he he hid most of them.
2: Um, I'm gonna say my big thing Giannis played great, which is great to see. Chris Middleton had some big shots. Drew Holiday, and this is why you signed Drew Holiday, and you're like, Well, Nate, he played a he played terribly offensively. He shot like three for 18 for a minute,
1: yeah, he's gotta show up. He
2: made some, but wait, he made some big shots at the very end, he made some huge shots. Uh, like a walk up three, he was terrible all game. Drains it, and Chris the Middleton biggest, hit some big shots. The biggest play of the game, Drew Holiday, Kevin Durant has it. They're down by two. He's like, "Oh, dude, you're like thinking in your head. Oh man, they're gonna take this a three and win this a- game." And OT, I think Drew if- Holiday clamps him, doesn't foul. Amazing defense on Kevin Durant in the Bucks win that game.
0: I think if literally if the Bucks, if the Nets would have gone up four in that overtime, it would have been over. I just feel like the 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 Nets buckets felt so heavy at that point that and the Bucks were struggling to score for a long period of time and like you said all you're signing Drew Holiday to do is like dude Giannis will take over the first forty seven minutes of the game just be good the last minute or you know and in this was. game the last overtime and he was and yeah he and played my garbage
2: but at the end of the day you see that plus three next to his name dude and, and he again.
0: Clicked. I want to give credit to Giannis because if Giannis wins the finals, this is going to be a huge momentum like for his career because we're all going to look at, <clears throat> you know, LeBron won his first title at twenty seven. I think Michael Jordan was twenty six or twenty eight. Like this is around the time where if he wins his first title, you're going to go, okay, well, look, LeBron won his first title and he's the, he's the goat right now for a lot of people, and if not the second best player of all time. Like if he wins a title right now, I yeah, think this, we're going to start talking. This really
2: talking. catapults Giannis back into like. He was in the limelight for the NBA, and now you know the playoff. When you don't have playoff success, you know you really kind of go People down the slide. You, as you know, honestly, and as they should. I swear to God, if he wins the final, he'll still probably win MVP next year.
1: Well, and I mentioned this a couple episodes back, but I'll just reiterate it real quick. He has a lot of like growth. There is a lot of places he can improve, and he still dropped forty points in a game seven. Absolutely no that's, bag. That's so true. Like, yeah, he he his has, bag is like up back, up back. He didn't fall for it. Up back. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. Like
0: he, his, he has nitty, so many deficiencies, and and it's irritating watching him sometimes. It's really irritating watching him sometimes. But at, you look up and he's got a forty point what triple double or almost triple double. He was forty thirteen and five. Yeah. Like he had <laughs> almost a forty point triple double, wow. and and he was two from two and he has so three. many glaring flaws. Why so is he
1: shooting three. If is he, he wins two? a
0: title this year, you're like, oh my god! All he has to do is just add a bit of range, and it's over for the league. Like, yeah. So good for Giannis good for the box
1: I also I want to bring this up real quick what is their coach's name Mike, Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. Jinx. it is so funny to me that KD if his foot was three inches farther back then he's fired three centimeters the day after yeah. yeah
2: that's that's so uh, it, it, also
1: his job's not even safe is the best part the NBA is
0: awesome the NBA is awesome uh also Kevin Durant Played the best game he possibly could have. He airballed the last shot. But honestly, I don't know why Steve Nash didn't call timeout. I get like, you know, we've seen this KD play where they don't call timeout, catch him off guard and get an open three with the Warriors against LeBron. No, I, I like that in that situation. I um, just feel like he played, what, like 50 minutes up to that point? 53. His, you saw his legs weren't there. I
2: usually don't like the not calling timeout thing because I really think, you know, but when you know it's just an ISO, don't let them, don't let the Bucks have time to drop a play to get it out of yeah. Kevin Durant's hands. That's my. But I mean,
0: thing. I, at the end of regulation, though, you saw it didn't matter. Like, I'd rather have Kate K- I think KD just just give him like thirty seconds to get his legs no, but back. They can bring
2: some like double.
0: I know, I I'm, know, I'm, I'm okay know. with it.
2: I, I I do not mind, and I usually am a big hypocrite of that.
0: Um, I'm not hypocrite. Honestly, I'm hypocrite. KD did literally everything he possibly could have. Airball the last shot. I don't care. He that shot at the end of regulation. They didn't win, but if they would have won, that would have ended up being one of the greatest that's shots the of thing, all
1: time. That's the thing. is like I saw some people hating on KD for that and they're like he just he couldn't like track the line and it's like, bro, he was doing a turnaround fadeaway. I mean, we thought we thought that it. won the game.
2: Yeah, I thought he, I thought he won the
1: we game. We thought we literally were like and we were rooting
0: for the Bucks really hard. I was rooting against Kevin Durant very hard. Um and like, wow, he hit that shot and it's game. like that's game, that's one of the greatest shots of all time. And Dude. I still I still think it is. Like, as it much is. as we, you know, we joke about the centimeters, thought he was this close, like, it was... He should be a
1: size 17 And, yeah, like, but
0: Dude, if they so would have won, though. that's an all-time shot.
1: Claxton was sitting on the bench, and he holds up a two while his whole team is celebrating a three. It's just like, he bro.
0: He was like, no, bro. It's, it's
1: like, bro, don't just... He plays him in practice. He's like, nah, bro, I know
0: his big-ass feet. <laughs>
2: right. Um, just to wrap up with the Nets perspective... And then we're gonna move on to the what I think is probably the most interesting topic. Oh God. Nets just gotta run it back, just be healthy. I mean, you guys will probably
0: win the chip next year. It's okay. Look, I'm now I'm okay with the Nets win next year. Like, if the Nets win next year, I'm like, you know what? Like, we at least got to have like a year of parity and like, and at least honestly, next year if they win, they're probably healthier for the full year. They probably are playing more than eight games. The NBA, as I know it, is still intact. Yeah. Okay, um, if they would have won the finals. It wouldn't have been all the precedents would have been out the window but no playing all your stars 48 minutes a game because you have no bench this is this is what happens your players get injured and you know there's a lot of weirdness in the season everybody got injured.
1: yeah and it's like guys they took the bucks to seven games with a Kevin Durant Durant and like a 40 percent James Harden but yeah guys the Nets will be fine for next year it's okay They will survive.
2: Let's move on to probably the biggest topic in the sports world right now. Ben Simmons. The 76ers lost. Ben Simmons passed up open layups. He has no comment. Ben Simmons is playing himself at this point. It is all mental. You know, people talk about basketball and like, oh man, you know, you're just in your own head. When you're 6'10 and you pass up an open dunk. That is, There's something going that, on. That's in your head.
0: I think basketball and golf are very similar in that aspect where you can get in your head really easily and, and that can done, destroy your game. You're done. That can destroy your game.
2: So, yeah, Ben Simmons, It's. I think the writing's on the wall. I think at this point the only question is how much do they get for him? What are your guys' thoughts on potential Ben Simmons locations?
1: I mean, it's just... I want to say first how crazy insane it is that, what, four months ago this guy was the... Centerpiece the entire package Mm -hmm. for a James Harden trade. Yeah. And now you don't even know if you could get, like, I don't know. Well, and then,
2: like, after last season, they were wondering, man, who's our cornerstone? Embiid or Ben? They were, I think, I think I remember hearing reports that they were more likely to trade Joel than Ben.
0: And that's that's what I said. I said that if they're going to trade anybody, it's going to be Joel. Yeah. You were wrong. It it is not
1: going to be Joel. Update. (laughs) I really hope not. That I would hope not. That, Could you um,
2: Okay, so look, I'm a Ben. I've been a Ben Simmons hater for a
0: long time. I said he was a role player. How, how, how we like that take like, now? Nah, he looked like a role player to me. He's going to uh, now he is, but back then he wasn't. That was Cap back then. He was an All Star back then. Okay. He Roy, but Roy, Roy the thing Hibbert is, was an all-star the thing and is, he is a role player. And he was Rudy Gobert he a was player. a great player. Like he had deficiencies but it was okay because he was still getting like 16-10-10 and, and he was playing amazing defense. But he's it's not it's not like oh he's not what we thought he would be. He's regressed. He's yeah. worse than what he was where we thought he could be an all-star. I saw and I it, saw something and, and I think that. it makes a lot of sense. I think Ben
2: Simmons needing a lot of work, you know, as a young young rookie and you know, he really could have probably used a team that was rebuilding. But he went straight into a situation where they had to be contenders. From the moment, you know, after that year-long injury, they had to, you know, compete. And you know, I think that really impacted his development.
1: Well, yeah, and like you see, uh, Stephen A. Smith uh, had somebody text him while he was on uh, first take today. And I don't remember exactly what the text said, but the synopsis was that the entire organization babies him, he does not work or try at all, and there's no one in the locker room to motivate him. So that's comforting for your second best player. I think Ben Simmons is a guy who
0: he his entire life he's been – a guy who's athletic as hell and has been able to just be a 6'10 monster point guard that can dunk all over everybody. And then in college, he's like, oh, this shit's easy still. And then it gets to the NBA, and he's like, oh, this is still easy. I can still be me and just be the best version of myself and then like not have to even work. And then teams are like, oh, we're just going to foul this guy. Goes to the line. Starts just bricking free throws. And then he's like, man, am I the person I have always thought I am? Like, am I good enough? And now he's just in his head. He's, he's always been able to just walk in the gym and hoop and be the best player. And then gets the NBA. And he was one of the best players. Still an all-star when he wasn't even working. And then it gets in his head and boom, this happens.
2: So I think it traded, like I said, right on the wall. Some, Mar- some big things. I've heard like CJ... CJ McCollum. CJ's in, in interesting,
0: but I don't. I, just, I don't think he gives you exactly. I think you need a facilitator, not a shot maker. Also, uh, um, the
1: CJ thing is just like CJ's name gets thrown into every single. Well, trade especially package. this off season, it's going to be all yeah. over the place. I it's feel gonna gonna like bad. people have been trying to trade CJ for like. like seven so years now.
2: my, I think the trade that's actually going to happen is my own team. I, I think Ben Simmons is going to be a Pacer. I, I really do. I I saw a mock trade, and it makes a lot of sense in the world to me a deal surrounding and obviously I think the Pacers would pick up more assets out of this as well like like a potential first round pick um I saw a mock it was Malcolm Brogdon Jeremy Lamb for Ben Simmons uh Shake Milton and a first and I'm like yeah I actually yes and you're like that makes sense but for Nate, both teams you hate Ben Simmons he sucks why would you want him over Malcolm Brogdon a guy who's 50 40 90 potential Ben Simmons wouldn't even dream of hitting 90 on free throws. Um, but my biggest thing about the Pacers is that we need a guard. We need we need a primary ball handler that can get 10, 12 assists a game. And you know what? Ben Simmons is. Uh, as much as you want to joke about his game, he's still a great defender and a great playmaker. Just scoring the basketball is not in the brain right now. That's okay. And that allows other guys like DeMontis and Miles to thrive. I think that trade makes w- so much sense. And also, I think Malcolm Brogdon's a guy who would thrive in Philly – um I think you know, I think Malcolm Brogdon is like the third option and you know where he can you know get open shots from D- D- Joel double teams
1: but that's the problem man is the the Sixers look at themselves as a contender and I don't think you can trade Ben Simmons now for a guy who elevates you past the point where you're already at so like you're talking about getting Malcolm Brogdon which is great that's a good deal but it's not where his value is at when they're talking about getting James Harden, which no, was pushed them, over I think the now edge. the I think
2: now the best thing that they can do is just try to make their team fit more basketball wise. Because I think the Sixers' roster was fine; it wasn't the roster that was the problem. Especially once they you know made the changes to get shooters around their guys, it's still that there's too many clashes with your best players' shot charts. Ben Simmons' shot chart was the rim. Joel was the rim. Ben Simmons' shot chart was a wasn't little bit of MIDI. He didn't shoot in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and then Tobias Harris is midi, kind of can shoot threes. I don't know. Tobias Harris is another big issue because also in two years, he's going to be making like 40 mil. And do you want to pay Tobias Harris 40 mil? I don't know. I think you got to try to offload him as well, but I don't see any suitors for that. So I think I think getting any guard who could still get you some playmaking but can also just shoot threes and be kind of a scoring threat
1: well, I think that's what Seth Curry turned into because I mean he was their second best well, option sure. in the postseason. Seth Curry, Seth
2: Curry was a great player, but and also you know you're talking about like you know his value um, decreasing. Who else you gonna get? Is
1: my no? Benefit. I know. I'm just yeah. I'm saying more. It's just turned into a very unfortunate I mean, situation. I mean his
2: trade value used to be like he was a premier player in the league, and now it's like, is a team gonna give up a superstar for
0: Ben? Simmons? Do you, no? Do you think maybe like a, a Kemba Walker? Ben Simmons I can see,
2: I can see that but Do you the, want Kemba do, though? Do, yeah So Kemba's problem is Kemba isn't a playmaker Kemba He also can't stay healthy
1: Like his knee is Messed yeah, up Kemba,
2: I would rather take Malcolm Brogdon right now Than Kemba If you Like if I mean Malcolm Brogdon I think
0: the Thunder Would be a lot more Ready to make that trade though I think the
2: Pacers Are ready to make that trade Malcolm Brogdon's been In trade rooms a lot And I think the Pacers Look at a guy like Ben Simmons Like oh we could fix him yeah, we necessarily we not be we might not be able to fix him, but I think his playing you know, time to be
0: able to just exactly. fuck around. So
2: no, I I, I, I originally thought Kemba Walker trade as well too. Uh, I think that's another realistic one because like why not?
0: If they were to buy him out, then that would be a different competition.
1: Yeah, I just I don't see a team wanting okay. to trade for Kemba at the moment, just because like there was a thing with the Hornets where it was like. Was there actually something wrong with his knee, or did they just not want to pay him they type wanted. of thing?
2: They didn't want to pay him.
1: But then he got to the Celtics, and how many healthy playoff series did he play? That's true. So it's like, are you going to trade for a distressed asset who might not even play for you? Look, I think OKC is going to use Kemba like this. Would it
2: surprise me if we see like a you know draft night trade or some other trade this offseason? No. But what I actually think is going to happen is they try to do some Chris Paul rehabil- rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, if no one wants him, worst case scenario? He rides out the contract, and you know what? It probably won't mess up their timeline too much, and he'll help sell tickets.
1: Yeah. Because they're running like a process situation right now where it's like, hey, guys, we're going to suck for like seven yeah, years. It's like but it, it doesn't affect them
2: if they have some guy eating up cap because yeah. they don't have cap issues. No,
1: they're the team right now that is eating up cap for other teams for. Yeah, they are the process. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Um, now, the Sixers side of it, if you find a decent trade, honestly, anything's an improvement. At this point, any trade that you get for like another guard is improvement over Ben Simmons at this point because we score in the fourth quarter.
1: Do you think they could get Jalen Brown off the Celtics? No.
2: If they would have made, um, if you take Ben Simmons now and then Jalen um, Brown a year ago, yes, I think I think mean, the Celtics honestly, would make I would that hate trade.
1: Hate that. Oh, I, I was, was going to say think. there's going to be some picks, but his involved, value but his value is just yeah. Up. He, I, he,
2: James. He, Jalen Brown's value is like, too
0: high right now. The basketball part of it makes, makes sense. I yeah. like the basketball yeah. Because, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum gave you the same thing, and Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum would actually be a really nice combo. The Celtics
2: are just the East but version just, of the
0: Clippers, just worse. Yeah, but just if Ben Simmons was what he was even two years ago, I'd be like, oh, that's beautiful basketball-wise, but... Just, he's just not it. Whatever team
1: trades for Ben is going to be dead set convinced they can get the most out of this guy. And honestly, I think Ben does just need a change of scenery. Like, could he live up to his potential? Possibly. Is he going to do it in Philly? Not at all. No. Well, and here's the I agree.
2: I I think here's the biggest issue that, you know, we got to keep in mind. Not only do they have to take the risk of giving up a a fringe superstar player, because I think that's kind of the price range right now. Mm -hmm. A Kemba, a Malcolm, not like Malcolm's a superstar, but he's. You know, right under that level, I'd say. is a, a good starting point guard. Yeah. Um, you gotta remember, Ben Simmons is also making max money right now. His contract kicked in this year. Yeah. So now you have to find a team that's willing to pay, not only take a chance and give up assets for Ben Simmons, but to also give up a max spot. Yeah. And I think that's the kicker. Who is gonna be willing to give up not one, just a player, maybe another asset in that as well? But also, you got to make the money work.
1: But are we all in agreement that Ben Simmons is not a sixer? Oh, 100%. I
2: don't. I think the fans would riot.
1: There's <laughs> yeah. no way that he is staying. I. They're going to have to trade him for like $100 on the bag yeah. of potato chips. Anyways, Hawks I, perspective. Yeah. Oh, do you
2: have a last I, thing? I
1: just want to say one yeah, more go thing. For it. Go for it. Guys... I get that Ben Simmons deserves the slander, the hate. Great, but it's going on like four days. No, it deserve. It should go on all. all. I. I <sighs> he
2: passed up an open dunk. In I game know. Seven. It's I like know. Three minutes to go. His
1: co- that's because his confidence is so bad. So obviously he's he's having some issues mentally. I think he's a
2: psychiatrist. Yeah.
1: Not a coach at this point. <laughs> Both. But um, I, I, like I just seriously. I feel like it's getting to a point of like, okay, guys, we get it. Ben Simmons sucks, but he has a chance to be good, and we just need to let him move on and get a change of scenery. I think if you
2: said that in Philly, I think you'd get murdered. Probably.
1: I and think you would God, die. God we live that. in Kansas City.
2: But. <laughs> so let's move on to the Hawks real quick before we talk about a little bit of team USA. The Hawks, we don't have a lot to say about them, I feel like. Trey Young, Young, Kevin Harder. I- I really it like ginger mambas, that dude.
0: I mean, I think this is just uh, a not indictment. What's the opposite of that? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for a different word there. But this is a gratification almost for Trey Young. It's like for Trey Young for the better part of his career has been the guy traded for Luka Doncic. And this year he showed, hey. Lucas are even been on the first round, and now Trae Young's in his first conference final. So maybe we should slow down on the whole, like, hey. And I, and I know everybody at this point has kind of gotten to the point where everyone acknowledges that this trade just worked out perfectly for both teams. But for a while there, it was like, man, Trae Young got traded for Luca. That's going to be looked back on terribly. Maybe it won't because um, Trae Young's a beast, and he's proving he's trying to reach that top 10 as well. And again, this is what makes us... Game seven loss so brutal is that he was shot so terribly. But at the end of the game, boom! Trae Young's hitting almost half court three. So a double and, double. And exactly. And he he ended up with twenty one. I was like, damn! It's because he hit a lot of shots late in the game, and it's like I was gonna say he did go five for twenty three.
1: but I mean, he just had an off night, and that was so. that
0: was like the first bad playoff game we seen him play. Like this this guy. Just came into the playoffs, and again it's like these young stars aren't just like, oh, they're playing pretty well. they are dominating the playoffs. This, he's averaging like 27 and 10 if it, it, consistently that is elite all-time point guard playoff stats that's elite that's I mean he already right now in the playoffs is basically Steve Nash, yeah.
1: In his first playoffs. And Steve think, Nash never made it to the finals. I think it speaks more to the credit of the Hawks, too, this Game 7, because, you know, we're talking about... The team's deep. Yeah, very deep. And, I mean, I honestly had them losing to the Knicks in the first round, so go Caden. Um, but that was also more of just, like, a fan thing. I kind of wanted Yeah, strong. it was like everybody was just rooting harder for the Knicks. Um, but now you have the whole Trey Young the villain thing, which is way more fun.
0: Yeah, facts.
1: Yeah. Um, but, you know, now you have a team where it's like, well, shit, they can make the finals. They could win the finals. The Hawks win the finals. I'm I just I'm gonna be like, dude, what the hell? Dude, dude, what happened? The conversation about Trey Young a year
0: ago oh, versus dude, where it's, it's at be, right now. We're going to be like, can Trey Young be a top five point guard of all time? You know, what's funny. The Hawks won three
2: national TV games this year.
0: <laughs> That's and, I think they quadrupled that. And I don't remember the exact year, but they're the first team in years to make a conference finals without an all star. Again, Trey Young's an all star.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. Trey
0: Young's an all star, guys. So how, how'd we let Vucevic make the all star team ben over Trey Young? Ben Simmons was an all star, Trey Br- Young wasn't. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown him. was. I remember Jalen Brown A good season But Trey Young okay, hey, He's an hey, all star Hey what was Jalen Brown Averaging 26 at that
2: 26, point point. 26 yeah Hey Trey Young Was averaging 25 and 10 Yeah exactly I think the 10 assists Helped me make up That one point
1: uh, Yeah like and he's also the leader Of his team Like Jalen Brown It Brown's was just like so weird
2: Because Okay Brown's,
0: sidekick It was the, the Hawks Were problem. a disappointment At the beginning of the season Because we all were like Oh they actually Be
1: kind of good this year And then they just Were everything more yeah, Than I mean, that. Yeah, I
2: mean that's the reality of it yeah. They were
1: like 14 and 20 At one point Hey but on a real note Nate McMillan what a coaching job!
0: What a coach! All right, um, what, a, what a coach! <laughs> Let's, uh, dude. Move on. You guys should have hired him. You would have been good
2: for that too. All right, all right. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, hey, I get it. You all guys right, could be in the finals. It's been a long right year, guys. I don't need this slander. Pacers, Bucks in the finals would have been really. Shut cool. up, Caden. I um, hate
0: you. That's not possible. Um can, like, no, but, uh, I don't know If you would have told me <laughs> At the beginning They were like, yeah It's gonna be Clippers, Suns And Hawks, Bucks i don't like,
1: what the We fired that Fuck
0: happened New Yorker, um, You guys also don't have Trey Young So, I mean You probably right, well, Probably um, weren't gonna be able yeah, To do with this Demonte
1: Sabonis I'm leaving I'm Demontes? De- Devontes Devant- I, I don't know Demontes De- De- Sorry, I know Star player, my bad Demontes Playoffs are lit though. There's there's daggers getting stared at me right now. Playoffs I think he's getting up to leave. He just shut his computer. He just unplugged his mic. He's all right. He's gone. I think that's the end of the podcast.
2: His name's Demontis.
1: His name's Demontis, guys. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about Team USA real quick. Um. It's pretty decent. It's pretty good. It's pretty good this year. I didn't really think they were gonna turn out to be anything. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I did think more veterans would not play. That's that's kind of where I was coming from. Like I thought Devin Booker was going to be the best player on Team USA this year, and uh, it is not Devin Booker. <laughs> oh it's uh, Kevin Durant, or you know maybe Jason Tatum, or maybe I don't know James Harden. This team will be very good. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to assume not. Big tech guy. Well here we can well, share God. a mic. Big share mic guys.
2: No, I was also surprised. Not now now I kind of feel like a loser. Uh yeah, I, you should. Shut up. You going to plug the mic. Shut up. I also was surprised that like a lot of guys, like even like Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant just played like fifty-two minutes in game seven. You know, this an option where a lot of guys can
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't deserve a mic. <laughs> hey, well, give me my mic back. I don't. <laughs> I deserve to talk. Uh, Just because you guys didn't get Nate doesn't mean that you should be mad. I hate these guys. All right, Team USA, run it back. We're gonna win by fifty every game. Cool. I mean, yeah, that's kind of I yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's, you all right. Well, in two thousand four, we got like bronze, and we were like,
0: "Oh, what a failure." Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Then well, the redeem team. Since Ooh. Nate team threw his microphone away, I will say goodbye to you guys. We love you. Thanks for the episode this week. Come Deuces. back next week later. I do first name. I'll add some funny I forget it. Okay.